Hey, tragedy, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tragedy gear. Hey, tragedy bitches. That's Tragosaurus yeah. Rex. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? How was your birthday? Was it uh, great? Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was a, you know, it was a lovely, easy COVID birthday. You know, nothing too exciting. Because what can you do? Good. Right, as good as it can be. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I was. I had a very nice birthday. I felt very loved and celebrated on social media. That was very sweet of everybody who reached out. Our I Some know. of our listeners were so nice to reach out and um, tell me happy birthday. And it was very nice of them. Yeah, that was nice. Anyway, let's go <laughs> on. No. <laughs> no, you know why? Because Hater. I had a... I had my birthday with our podcast and I didn't get any of that. Yeah, because bitch, we had just started. We had like four followers. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a hating ass bitch, okay? Just because I people love, love me more than you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what? You know what it is, everybody? Don't be fooled. It's because the Halloween special came out with that. The Shantus got to show off, <laughs> got to show off her pipes, and now everybody's swooning over Jake. Oh and my all, god! Only has to do with his voice. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, do what? That's fair. I'll take it. So I thought that I should then sing a little something too, so that everybody <laughs> can get to me. <laughs> okay. At the time, a one and a two. And- <laughs> <laughs> Well, (laughs) so before we um, start our episode today, we thought that we needed to do a little shameless plug for ourselves. We usually do this at the end of the episode, but we feel like this is so important that we have to do it at the beginning this time. And I feel confident that we're doing it because it totally falls in line with the episode we're doing today absolutely no i think this is a great great tie-in so first of all i we want i we (laughs) (laughs) us us (laughs) hear us craft reference anyway um we want to promote our website we have a brand new website fear the talking queers.com yes bitch i know it's so exciting so random it came but, out of nowhere. It looks great. You get to learn a lot more about us personally. And yeah. we're going to be doing movie reviews. And we're going to be having some other additional content. But that's in addition to... To our Patreon, which is what is so exciting about our website, is that you can find all the things on there that we have. We offer, you know, you can find our actual podcast episodes on there. You can find our Instagram. And you can find a link to our Patreon, which is a very exciting new endeavor and actually our first episode drops very soon uh, the day that we're recording this it drops in two days but by the time this comes out that bitch will be out and ready for you to listen to what no it comes out on the sunday i don't know what day is it <laughs> <laughs> it's in two days the 15th well, no yeah yeah, exactly. But by the time this episode comes out, it'll have been out for three days. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying. I said it already have been uh, out for days. Uh, 
Bitch. <laughs> I thought you meant four days. No, four, Wait. four days, not four <laughs> days. <laughs> Bitch. I'm fucking stoned. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Where else can people reach us? We have a Twitter, I think. We do have a Twitter. We don't use it. We don't. Um, but I mean, obviously, everybody that connects with us um, is usually through Instagram. But um, so on our Patreon, we uh, our very first episode that drops on November 15th is our exclusive Hear the Talking Queers episode. It's uh, it's a non-horror related movie. It's actually the movie Saved, starring pop songstress Mandy Jenna Moore. Jenna Malone. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Susan Sarandon's daughter. Yes, whatever her name is. Um, yeah, Heather Matarazzo. No, um, this is... Uh, yeah, we're really excited to... Um, try something a little different you know we love our horror movies but you know we also want to li- you know try other movies too so that's one of the most exciting things about our patreon and it's the cheapest thing you can get yeah yeah and we had a good ass time doing that episode oh my gosh it's i've you know it's all edited it's all finished and i will tell you that it is very funny <laughs> I, I, oh my god I good <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. It feels like so long ago that we recorded it. But in addition to Hear the Talking Queers, we also have a bonus Fear the Talking Queers episode. So hey. a bonus horror episode every motherfucking month. Yes. And this month in November, we are doing Bride of Chucky. Oh my God. This is one of my favorite movies of like all time. <laughs> no, this is going to be great. I'm so excited. We haven't done it yet, but I know for a fact it's going to be Spectacular! Spectacular! Oh my god. We also have merch. We have the cutest VHS horror sticker. We have the Whore. cutest uh, horror sticker. Yeah, it's like um, <laughs> a big old dick and balls and then some boobies. <laughs> it it's, like, it's like those like Las Vegas stickers where it's like our legs are spread <laughs> and like a little star. The little star above our coochies. <laughs> That's exactly what this is. Oh so, my god. Stickers. That's what it is. Put a- yeah, horror, pink horror stickers. And um, we also have our logo stickers. Hella cute. I have one on my yes. laptop. I have one in my car. Me too. Yeah, I have one on my, I have my, a- my, my, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> my ass cheeks. It just stays there. Never <laughs> comes off in the wash. Nope, it's durable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so if you would like one um, just make sure to sign up for our patreon we have some and oh wait what are we, what are we talking about we saw our, our the biggest one yet which is our fear the talking queers t-shirt yes i'm literally wearing it and you just ignored me you know <laughs> i know and i almost wore it today too which is so funny but i didn't um but it's so cute it's uh, we can i think we can order it maybe even in different like black or white right is that a thing yeah you can do white black blue green (laughs) (laughs) yellow i would never recommend anywhere to wear orange or yellow but hey hell no um no but yeah so there are options for that uh but it's so cute just says our logo on it and um you can walk out of the house looking fly as hell and promoting your favorite podcast I know, and people might walk up to you like, which one are you, Jake or Frankie? Who and who? Girl, the people talented came up one. to me all day. I was, 
my wrist hurts from signing autographs. Like you're oh gonna look like God. a celebrity in this shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're really excited to bring these things to you through our Patreon. So please um, go to patreon.com slash fear the talking queers and um, sign up now. The good stuff yeah, is coming. Yeah, there are four tiers to choose from, so you'll ha- you'll find one that works just right for your needs and your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah. So like we said earlier, we also love to connect to people on Instagram. Oh, uh, we have great conversations on Instagram. That's like the number oh. one place to have. Uh, Fear the Talking Queers roundtable with us. Yeah, and, and we talk to everybody that, pretty much everybody that sends us a message. Like, we are yeah. very, we're very nice, I would say. Yeah, some more than others. Jake. No. <laughs> <laughs> no um, <laughs> Did you see my message earlier? What Did is you see it? my message earlier when you were like, when uh, me and Nate Odd were talking about Freaky and you're like, no spoilers, please. I haven't watched it. And I was like, take it out of oh here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are the bitch of the two so of us. So if you want to have fun conversations like that, message us on Instagram. Yes. So um, one of the reasons why we bring up all this social media fun stuff is because it ties into our film today. What film are we doing, bitch? Well, the film we are doing is a little film called Tragedy Girls. Yes, Tragedy Girls. And honestly, I'm shook that Tragedy Boys was never an idea that we put on the table when picking our name. Yeah, we're so stupid. And then we came we're up with so this, stu- this ridiculous name, Fear the Talking Queers. Which I think was pitched by you. <laughs> it was. This is no, your idea. No, I love our name. I think people actually yeah. really love it. But one of my favorite um, reviews, or like, uh, reviews of our name was that somebody says it sounds like something that uh, their homophobic mother tells their children. <laughs> Fear the talking queers. <laughs> Little boy. <laughs> I, I thought that was actually really funny. I was like, oh, no, I love that. Yeah, exactly. We're a warning. We're a statement. Yeah, but I think of it more of like, do you know what? Fear us because we're powerful and we're sexy and we're funny and... Uh, Power bottoms. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we're taking over the world. One butt you got a time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they both sluts. So, um, okay. yes, so Tragedy Girls is a, uh, a movie about two friends and social media. So why don't we do a little synopsis of what this movie is about? Yes. Please. Tragedy Girls, released in 2017, directed by Tyler McIntyre, written by Chris Lee Hill and McIntyre. Our film begins on a dark, spooky night on Sweetheart Bridge in the Midwestern town of Rosedale. Two teens are in the middle of a hot makeout sesh when one of them, Sadie, played by Brianna Hildebrand, hears a noise. When she insists that her makeout pal investigate, he is swiftly murdered with a machete to the face. As Sadie runs for her life, the serial killer is knocked over by a booby-trapped wire to the neck. Turns out Sadie and her BFF Michaela, played by Alexandra Shipp, have set the trap and they have a new serial killer to play with. The girls happen to be aspiring psychopaths of their own who have dedicated their Twitter page, Tragedy Girls, to documenting their murders and passing them off as sharp, true crime investigative journalism. The girls have Lowell, the serial killer, in their murderous mitts, and they plan to learn all they can. At school, the girls do their best to spread the news of the murders to their fellow students and plug their page. However, they seem to hit a speed bump when their latest murder is written off as a runaway by the police. 
knowing they need to up their Twitter and murder game, they recruit the help of film editor student Jordan Welch, played by Jack Quaid, who has a crush on Sadie, which makes Michaela antsy. Over smoothies, Sadie confesses that she wants to do something with her life before they leave for college. Thus, phase two of their master plan. At cheer practice, Goody Two-Shoe Sill has the first of several confrontations with the girls. When Michaela's motorcycle riding, sensitive ex-boyfriend Toby, in an uncredited role by Josh Hutcherson, shows up to campus, they attempt to get a shout-out on his popular social media page. He refuses and Sadie decides he's their next target. After easily convincing Michaela about her plan, they set a trap on a deserted road and take Toby out. A simple motorcycle wreck and several stabs to the chest. The next day, they plan on telling everyone that they discovered the body. Nobody seems to care and it's ruled as just another motorcycle accident. The police even urge the girls to stay out of the way in case there's a serial killer on the loose. Sadie and Michaela also seem to be the presidents of the prom committee. Sill, who also has a talent for woodshop, decides to stay late after school is closed to work on her potential prize-winning masterpiece model house replica. The girls show up in masked disguises and shoes that give away their identity, and Sill becomes their next victim. However, her death of being sawed in the head by a woodshop table could easily be misconstrued as an accident, so the girls do some extra credit, dismembering her body and placing her severed head on a rotating wheel. This is perfect for the Tragedy Girls page, proving their serial killer theories. The girls' fan base begins to grow. The police, however, believe that the girls are encouraging the killer. When the girls are the speakers at Sill's memorial, Big Al, a community hero, calls for the community to find the killer together. Upset that he stole the spotlight, Sadie and Michaela set their murderous eyes on Big Al. As the girls set up their plan, captured serial killer Lowell starts to plant seeds in Michaela's mind that Sadie is the boss and that she will take all the credit and that she will betray her. Jordan, the son of the sheriff leading the investigation, urges his dad to take a look at the tragedy girl's page. When he refuses and says Jordan's association with Sadie is disrespectful to his mother's memory, he leaves Jordan to hack into the police files. Meanwhile, Sadie and Michaela begin to execute their plan against Big Al. Michaela attempts to drug Big Al while at a gym close after hours. When the plan goes awry and Sadie attempts to rush the plan midway after talking to Jordan, the girls go on full attack, stabbing Big Al and finishing him off by smashing his head with a weighted barbell. Jordan provides Sadie with crime scene photos and documents, and the flirtation heats up. After Big Al is discovered, the tragedy girls blow up even more, hitting 105k followers. An emergency town hall takes place and Michaela secretly, apart from Jordan, sends a blast text of pictures of the murder and then incites a rally chant to remember Al. Simultaneously, serial killer Lowell breaks free from his bondage. The town begins to march, led by Sadie and Michaela, using it as a promo for their page. After Jordan gets a hold of Michaela's personal file, the girls are shocked to find the mayor has been murdered at the end of the march, something they did not do. Lowell has struck. They begin to cooperate with the police with the information they know and attempt to paint themselves as potential victims. The tragedy girls have reached new heights in their narcissism and are scolded by their teacher, Ms. Kent. Jordan steals Michaela's ghost phone, and Michaela tries to convince Sadie that it's Jordan's time to go next. Sadie, blinded by her crush on Jordan, writes her off. When she notices her phone is gone, Michaela becomes insistent that everything they worked for means nothing if they go to jail. Sadie decides she'll do it. Sadie shows up at Jordan's house to do the deed. 
Jordan confesses that he's very suspicious of Michaela and even thinks that she's involved in his mother's death. Instead of killing Jordan, Sadie and Jordan kiss. But just then, Lowell arrives to kill Sadie and stabs Jordan in the arm. Michaela saves the day by waking the sleeping sheriff and scaring away Lowell. Jordan insists Sadie saved his life after fighting off Lowell, and she is lauded as a hero. At a press conference the next day, Sadie is applauded by the town for her efforts and takes all the credit, even accepting being called the tragedy girl. Michaela ain't having it. Michaela confronts Sadie at prom decorating, and the two decide to go their own ways after she claims Sadie's abandoning their true master plan. Prom night has arrived. Sadie is now popular and dating Jordan and even becomes prom queen while Michaela plots revenge, this time with serial killer Lowell as her new partner in crime. When Michaela and Lowell arrive, they immediately off Miss Kent outside with a slash to the throat. Michaela sends a picture message to Sadie of the dead Miss Kent, and she goes after her while Jordan follows. In the school theater, the girls have a confrontation where Michaela confesses out loud about the two of them murdering Miss Welch. Michaela feels betrayed by Sadie, who has now chosen Jordan over her best friend, and that Sadie needs to be saved or deserves to go down with the rest of them. When Jordan attempts to save Sadie from Lowell and Michaela, Lowell begins to go off the rails and attack Michaela. Sadie comes to her rescue while Michaela shoots Lowell, killing him for good. The girls embrace. Sadie has been saved and rejects Jordan and sends him to his death by hanging. The tragedy girls are back, and it's time for them to execute their final master plan. Donning neon masks, the girls dance through the high school halls before setting the gymnasium ablaze, trapping all of their fellow students inside. Lowell's framed for the murder, and the tragedy girls hit fame like they never knew they could ever reach. They ride off into the sunset and urge their viewers to tune in for what's next. The end. Yes! Okay, uh, the first question I want to ask you is, mm-hmm. which of the girls are you? Uh, I I would say that I'm definitely Sadie. Totally. Yeah, well, the blonde, of course. <laughs> and you know what I was going to say? I was going to say, I already know that I'm Michaela. So oh. <laughs> no, no need. <laughs> no need to even think about it. Yeah, I'm Michaela and you're Sadie. Oh my so. gosh. It was nice so, to talk to you today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the brains and you're the the friend. Beauty. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> yes. <that's> not- <laughs> so I um I first of all I have to say I think that this movie is a bit of a hidden gem. I would say. What do you think? Do you think that it's like a because mo- it's not a movie that a lot of people know? I don't even know how I came across it, and I ended up seeing this in a movie theater. <laughs> I think maybe by myself. I think I might have been the only one there. Maybe one or two other people were there, but I did see this movie in theaters. Oh wow! You know, I am not sure. I know you. I know you were the one that showed me the trailer. I think I it was probably just a Facebook ad or something. I think you know my algorithm was telling me it was like this exactly. you will like this movie. And um, I was like great and I think I had you know Joe was probably busy. I had nothing to do. So I was like I'm going to go see this movie at the Independent Film Theater, you know, in the next town. So I did. That's so I, nice. Yeah, and I loved it. I think it. what, I like, I think what really great. turned you on to this movie and with what we, you know, the reason we flocked to it was because it was reminiscent of uh, Heather's. 
Oh, totally. Yeah, this movie is like a dark satire about, you know, teenage girls and teenage friendships. And it has a, you know, a, a bite because it's, it has a murdery, you know, edge to it. And um, no, I think this movie is fucking fun. It's super it fun. Is, it's so fun. And I, I love that right away the girls are strong. They're fucked smart. up. They're smart. They're super smart. They're yeah. super crazy. Yeah. Um, and they're not, and they don't go through anything to get there. They just are what they are. They're, right. they're just powerhouses from the get go. They don't go yeah. through any trauma as far as we see. Totally. Yeah, no, I think, I think the movie uh, has a really good start really where they set up that they set up that like classic slasher scenario where one of the girls yeah. isn't, she's in a car making out with a boy in the middle of the night in this sort of crazy br- spooky looking bridge. The lover's yeah. bridge. <laughs> right. Yeah. Lover's bridge. And, um, they, it, they flip the scenario on its head almost immediately after, you know, the boy gets killed and it looks like our, our female hero is going to have a chase scene from the killer, but they flip that shit. And, they're like, no, we're the ones in charge. We're the killers. And um, we're here to fucking give you a good time. So I love this. I love that right off the bat. You get that um, established that these girls are powerful and they're the ones in charge. I think it's such a yeah. good such I a think good this definitely has one of the stronger openings as far as like the new age, you know, slasher films where they're mm-hmm. very self-aware. They're very meta. They're very you know, social commentary. Right. Um, so right away, you get the sense that this is a new age movie, but they it's harkening back to those classic tropes and archetypes. And it's shot very cool. It has a very cool atmosphere. The shadows yeah. and the colors are awesome. The color of the blood and things like they, that they show. like The fluorescent masks. The, the, yes. It, it's so the neon, cool. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful film. Totally. Um, but obviously, I think the first and most important thing that we need to dive into is the um, the characters, Sadie and Michaela. I think their, their friendship um, at the center of this is probably the most important um, story within it. Uh, you know, we have their plot and we have the sort of social media thing that they have going on. But really, at the core of this movie, it's about their friendship. And it's about how, e- even though they're two psychopaths murderous psychopaths um you're still rooting for their friendship and their friendship does actually go through some trials you know you we, yeah. we, we, we they start strong and as the film goes on their friendship starts to uh see a bit of a demise because things get in the way and um you know they get threatened you know sometimes by boys it, 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 it's so funny because yeah. it's like it's like the things that that every normal teenage girl goes through but you add on the layer that they're also psychopaths and murderers <laughs> so it's uh yeah it's really and funny. they're and and they're on a quest for fame which makes it even more complicated because you're basically running next to your competition who also just happens to be your best friend right which is something that does come between them um you know as they sort of rise to um some social media stardom the character of sadie so the character of sadie she has a more i think a deeper desire i think for for leaving something behind like she 
she craves to leave a legacy behind or to do something important yeah, with her life. Do something important. Get out of that trailer park. Right, because of the two of them, she's she's uh, a little less well off. She, you know, she's more of like the trailer trash stereotype. Which I was like, wow, that's kind of interesting. Is that like a little bit of a nod to Nancy and the Craft? I don't know. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking too. I was also thinking about you. Ah! I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. How dare you? Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, so her and Nancy sort of have this parallel story about how they yes they're trying to their um, motivation yeah their motivation is to rise above their means and um, you know the character Michaela she's a little her parents are obviously a little more well off um, yeah, they're fluent right <laughs> and so her uh, she's sort of um, she doesn't have as much to gain but I think she she doesn't want she wants the partnership to still be equal and um, sometimes they feel like she thinks that Sadie's overshadowing her because she has a, a, a bigger hunger for um, fame. I don't know. It, yeah. What do you think? Michaela just seems like she's in it for the kills. Yeah, she might because just be fucking point, psycho. Because at some point, it seems Michaela is the crazier one. You know, yeah. as there can be. But uh, Sadie... Well, Sadie's like a total sociopath. And Michaela is a killer like she's but i don't i uh, so one of the things that i think is happening here is that they're killers but sometimes they're just killing to establish their foundation of okay i'm gonna be a famous journalist or whatever i'm gonna be this i'm gonna be that right and so we have to do these things in order to you know pretend we solved it and it seems like they're 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 opportunists they're opportunists and it seems to me like when they're killing these characters it's not so much their sociopathy or their you know the fact that they're absolutely fucking batshit crazy but sometimes it's just like it's almost like it's not happening like and that that ties in with like the social media theme where it's kind of like you're putting this life out there that you really don't live and so they're putting Mm. these stories out there of these murders and it's almost like because they're doing it it's almost like they're filming a movie you know where it's like it's easier to do it because you're not doing it because you want to really kill this person you're doing it because it's gonna look great and you're gonna look good and you know right no (laughs) totally 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 no i see that for sure um i i do like that their their friendship does start to come apart and um, I think it makes it for it makes for a different movie than I expected this to be about. I kind of thought it was going to be more about the social media aspect of it, and it's really not. Like that's sort of more incidental, I would say. And um, I like that you know it's about girls who uh, face these trials as far as like the boys coming between them. Like each of them have an issue with the other one having love interest yeah the the love interest of the other one they feel threatened by this and it's and in their world they convince each other that each of these boys needs to be murdered at some point (laughs) which i think is really funny and um they sort of succeed in in both of them and you know we have a really strange cameo by josh hutcherson playing the role of uh toby um, michaela's ex-boyfriend who's this like sensitive um motorcycle riding high schooler (laughs) the director tyler mcintyre said that he had um this coolness like a a, like a 90s masculinity (laughs) that's hilarious and i was thinking that too because i was almost thinking of like 
90210, like very that. Right. You know? Yeah, it's very, yeah, what, like Luke Perry. Yes, oh, exactly. RIP Luke. RIP, my crush. I know. Um, yeah, no, totally. And it's so interesting, especially because he's like, he's an uncredited cameo in this movie, which is so bizarre. So weird. And I think this like a, was like at the, like, the finale, right, of like the Hunger Games. Oh, yeah, so, no, for like, sure. He was already established. So it's just. It's a, I don't know why. I, I even like Googled. I was like, why, why the uncredited thing? Like, why do stars do that? And they're yeah. like, it just depends, I guess, on, I don't know, budget or how much they're in it or how much they contribute to it. I don't know. I thought it was a very strange thing, but nevertheless, Josh Hutcherson is in this movie. So, so weird. You know, I, I really love the actor who plays Lowell, the killer. Oh, he's so good. What's his name? You know. Yeah, <laughs> him. <laughs> I love him. He's great. Oh my god. No, he he is great. Uh, he's plays that because he he doesn't get to wear a mask at least when, you know, most of the time when he's captured by the girls. He doesn't get to wear a mask and he so sort of just has to rely on making his face spooky because he's not scary looking but he makes his face scary looking and his voice is terrifying yeah and so he i think he does a really good job and i think i think most of the cast does a really great job bringing their characters to life oh totally yeah no and i love that his character is is smart and he's the one that sort of starts manipulating them even though he, he's the one captured He's the one that sort of plants the seeds in like Michaela's mind that Sadie's gonna betray you one day, and you know, it, like a partnership doesn't ever really work out, and um, he's just pure evil. We, we don't ever really see like a you know a redeeming quality in him. No, and, yeah, except uh, when he like is kind of following Michaela around to like right, get which these I- murders. But then again, he turns on her eventually right, too. Which I, so. which I thought was kind of a strange strange idea i was like why is he following this girl who just captured him for weeks and now he's sort of like on board with her plan to to get revenge on her best friend i was like that's kind of silly but i mean it's a little little over the top but i think that was to like kind of establish michaela being the crazier one and then it just turns out that they're both just absolutely nuts right you know, they were kind of establishing, like, maybe Sadie has some redeeming qualities. You know, she's falling in love with Jordan and, you know, this and that. And maybe Michaela is the crazy one that's been making her do this the whole time. But, you know, so it kind of, like, plays into that. Like, she's working with the killer because she basically is the killer. She's right. doing this shit for fun. And that's a killer thing. <laughs> no, totally. And I like that, you know, um, at the end of the day, you know, we, we start thinking that maybe Sadie has gone to the other side or... You know, she's really, she's becoming a softie, but at the end yeah, of it she's all, changing. she's changing at the end of it all. It's like, no, like they need each other. They need each other to survive and they're the happiest and their most authentic best selves when they're both just fucking crazy together. And together. I love that. And I love that. That's how the film ends with them, you know, frolicking after they literally burn down the gym with all <laughs> yeah. of their classmates in it. Um, I think that's very so carry. Oh, totally. And that's one of my favorite things about this movie is like all the the horror movie references in it. There's so many. I mean, just the pro- the whole so prom many. scene alone is so carry. It's you know, it's like down to the foil stars to um, yeah. 
just some of the camera angles and then burning the gym down, killing all their classmates. I think that was probably a huge inspiration for this movie. Totally, totally huge inspiration. And I sort of, with Lowell's character in the beginning with the masked killer coming after the teenagers, I almost got like a Town the Dreaded Sundown vibe. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, And a big part of me thought about this as sort of the the behind-the-scenes for Billy and Stu for Scream, but like mm. gen- but like gender reversal. Like, oh. is this what Billy and Stu were doing like when they were committing crimes? And instead <laughs> right. of talking about real serial killers, talking about horror movies. Sure. No, I. That's the thing. I think this movie is a great satire on what it's like to be the murderer in a teen slasher. It really shows like the fumbles and the the things that could happen that can go awry when you're like trying to, you know kill somebody do, yeah kill somebody do these heinous acts. and it looks like an accident yes and that, I, I love that i love that half the time that they do something and they're like shit they're like this looks like a fucking accident like we need to do something to, to make it clear that we murdered this person um yeah down to like the breathing in the phone moment i love yeah i love that moment when michaela's sitting in the car and she's like ah, the person's like hello and they're like, she's like <laughs> She's like, yeah, I think those are so funny because, you know, you don't really see that part of it when you think of a slasher movie. You're like, oh, this for somehow this killer has this plan down to a T somehow and it all works out in their favor. But this movie shows the other side of it where it's like, that's not always how it works. Like, they're yeah. going to, you know, the, there's going to be things that come up and they have to improvise. They have to be resourceful about how they how they take on these situations yeah uh, my favorite my favorite like th- that kind of shows that is when they come after Syl and they're like in the white theater masks and yeah. she recognizes her because of her shoes and she's yes. like fuck and yes. so they're just like whatever <laughs> like whatever <laughs> like, she knows it's us let's just hurry up <laughs> <laughs> yes and uh, another horror movie reference Syl her, the little house that she makes is actually the Michael Myers house I recognized it right away. And then when I read it and on like the behind the scenes stuff, I was like, totally. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, that is it. So yeah, this movie had a, has a lot of reverence for the films that came before. So that's also really fun to see. That's always refreshing. Oh, I mean, you know, it's always a nice, it's something good to look at, at, you know, when you're watching this new horror film, it's like there's the respect level of the, yeah, the classics. Totally. And there's like some other references. I liked the, um, I read like an Archie sort of reference, not a Riverdale. Oh, Rosedale. Not, not a Riverdale. But I love <laughs> that, like, the character of Jackson. What's his name? Jackson, right? Yeah, Jackson. He, yes. oh, sorry, Jordan. Jordan. I was like, Jordan. Wait, no, Jordan, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, what movie are we doing? Um, Jordan Welsh. <laughs> yes, Jordan Welsh. He is sort of like dressed similar to Archie, and the girls are cheerleaders like Betty and Veronica. I thought that yeah. was kind of a cute... I don't know exactly what the purpose of that reference is, but it's cute. I think it's because it, this movie takes place in, like, the every town. It's, like, an, a nondescript... Yeah, any town, USA. Yeah. Um, you know, another thing, too, is it... Because I think this comes... It came out in 2017. I think that anytime you make a movie about teenagers dying these days, everybody just will sort of associate it with, you know school shootings and you know all of that 
And so um, one of the things that um, the director said was that he, to kind of disassociate that connection, he wanted everybody to kind of be hyper-realistic. Oh, sure. So, so that makes th- sense. Which is sort of like, you know, even Riverdale, you know, the show, where it's just like these characters are going through a very dark thing, but they're like elevated. So you can't really totally yeah, connect yeah, with yeah, that yeah, because you, it's it's a movie and it right. knows it's a movie. It's not exactly grounded. So you're not like literally witnessing something that could actually happen. You're like, this is so out- this is so over the top. That this yeah. is a, like a fantasy almost. So referencing know? something like Archie kind of gives you that like, oh, these are like cartoon characters almost. Right, exactly. Which they kind of are. They um, are. But Kayla definitely is. I I enjoy the both of the girls' performances equally, but I think for me, Alexandra Ship as uh, Michaela is like the star of the show for me. Really? I think they're both so good. I, and there's moments, I think I feel like they both have really good standout moments. Um, and, you know, I'm always, I was like really, really, um, I don't know, I'm really impressed with the acting from um, oh, Brianna Hildebrand. And she's, I think she's so funny. I think her line delivery is so just sharp and quick and, um, you know, and both of them were uh, X-Men, so... X-Men, <laughs> yeah. So good for them. <laughs> I know, that's so funny uh, that a lot of people make that connection to, like, the X-Men. <laughs> yeah, literally. Remember the X-Men are the killers? <laughs> I wonder if they, I wonder if they, uh, if they connected over that. They're well, like, actually, um, I think that they were both already in the running for their roles, and Alexandra Ship got cast first, and she said, I would really love to do this movie with Brianna, and they're like, well, she's basically already has the role so perfect great wow so they so already kind of had a history i think with comic-con something with comic-con oh that makes they sense. did it, together wow see there we go no wonder their chemistry was so good because they're actual yeah, friends they have in real great life. chemistry i love um the joy that they kind of have when they pull when they pull off something mm-hmm. and then they're like I'm so happy about it oh, okay one of the things that i absolutely love and i quoted it today in the car was when the girls are on stakeout in front of the teacher's house oh yeah she's fucking big al and um, she's all is that what she sounds like it's like <laughs> I think she laughs like with like a who. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they come out of the house and then she's like smiling and then her face just drops like yeah. <laughs> be serious. Oh my gosh. You know what I will say though? Some of their conversations that they have remind literally remind them of conversations you and I have had. <laughs> yeah. You and I have had specifically about our podcast, especially the social oh. media stuff. Yes. Like like I don't know. There, so I really connected to this, especially watching it now. Like before, the first time I had seen it, or the first few times I had seen it, I didn't have a podcast. <laughs> now I do. I'm like, oh my gosh! Now I, I get it. Now I understand like the desperation for, um, you know, read this many like, followers, this many yeah. followers, or like, um, like oh, being upset that you're like your hard work isn't as appreciated as you think it should be <laughs> no yes that literally that scene where they're at cheer practice and they go up to toby and they have like a conversation about well will you you know repost us it would really oh yes, and then, yes. Like, in the, i'm like how does he have so much more followers yes. than us and i'm like and i looked over at andre and i'm like jake and i have literally had the yes. <laughs> i was like oh my god i was like this is like exposing <laughs> Like, I'm like, I feel attacked. 
I feel attacked right now. And they're like, I only had one retweet today. Like, what? The- yeah, and it's from your mom. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Hi, mom. <laughs> you know, she's listening. Oh, she's always listening. Oh God, but then also, so like, funny. also how they're, like, always trying to up their game. That's, ve- you yes. know, we, I mean, I would say that we are very much like that. We're always trying to, you know, do bigger and better. And so do they. Yeah. Like so, when they're wearing those outfits, and yes. Kayla goes, we can't wear them all the time because people go know who we yes, is. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Exactly. No, totally. People don't know it says. Yes. <laughs> they go know it says. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So like, I really, really connect to these characters now. Totally. Um, yeah, and and um, I think there's a lot of good thing, like or interesting things they they do with like the social media culture with it because that's very prevalent to especially teenagers this age they're a little older than you and i i will admit yes oh sorry excuse me we are older than them no 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 it was right the first time (laughs) (laughs) no they're they are older they're a little younger than we are so i I mean we didn't have in when i was in high school at least you know many years ago um we don't we we didn't have this crazy (laughs) shut up (laughs) <laughs> we don't have this crazy pressure um, of social media yet. Like we had MySpace. Right. People but weren't getting famous for being social media right, personalities. Exactly, and and that's such like a a big thing now is to uh, you know become famous from this. Uh, and yeah. you know, and, and like now, it's like important for you to leave your legacy behind. Like what yes. you know, and how are people going to see it? And how are people going to view it? Um, and perceive you. Yeah, perceive Wait, you. Can I tell you that when YouTube was first, like when people were starting to get like famous for being YouTube personalities, back in like 2006 or seven, mm-hmm. maybe five, I actually ended up on the like YouTube. Like it was like I don't think they have this anymore, but it was like a like a feature, like the like the most views like in one day and one time I made it to like the top 10. Oh my god. Because YouTube with, was so with small. 20 then. views. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking jealous <sighs> bitch. <No. laughs> what was your video? I don't know. You don't remember what it, it was? It was me pretending to play This is your thing, biggest claim to fame and you don't I, I remember don't, what it I is. literally don't remember what video it was specifically but I don't know. You know, I, I was more... I think people watched it because I would, like, interact with people a lot mm, on there. Okay. Which, you know, which we kind of see in this one, too. When, when all of a sudden they're blowing up because it, it, their premonition or whatever, their <laughs> prediction... Their prediction? No, their projection? Sure. When it comes to fruition, that... <laughs> um, <laughs> that they... That there is a killer on the loose, and they were right the whole time. And people are like, can I take a picture with you by your locker? Yeah. And it's like, it becomes about their fans. And, you know, it's like, what, girl? Right. Aren't you an investigative journalist? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they need to, like, constantly up their game. Because, you know, now what's next? We need more people taking pictures with us. Or, we, you know. Um, oh, wait. Sorry. You know, one of the points I wanted to make about Scream, hmm. before we go any further, was that the bill? The reason why I said it's like Billy and Stu is because of the whole Jordan Welsh and his mom dying. It's totally right. Maureen Prescott, and like they did it, and right, which I do think was one of the more uh, confusing plot points in this movie. I wish that yeah, they that sort of weird. 
I wish they would have elaborated on that more because it seems it's like, okay, did they both kill her or was it just Sadie? Um, was, is Michaela just, she just going on with it? Has she always just been a follower? Is Sadie, yeah. you know, I don't know. I, I wish they would have sort of expanded on that more. I think that was a, an interesting think, plot point that I yeah. think was a little, little blown right over. Yeah. 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 I kind of feel like Sadie did it and Michaela was just like super fascinated, but I almost feel like for Michaela, she gets so much joy out of the killing part of it is because, because of that incident, because she has this association with feeling good, watching people die. Right. Because it was a fun time for her and her friend. (laughs) (laughs) It's like uh, the association. I mean, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that being a thing. And the sheriff is so hot. This is what I meant last week when I said, I have a thing for geriatrics. I'm not joking. I mean, bitch, you're not kidding. No, bitch, I'm not kidding. And I was watching this movie with Andre and I was like, that is a handsome feller. (laughs) And Andre goes, okay, you you would like him because he's fucking 80 years old. <laughs> I'm not, you don't think he's handsome? I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, he's a handsome, he distinguished, older gentleman. I think he's like a little a little older than my preference. Your, ta- your taste level. But I, I do like an older gentleman, but like that might be a little, I don't know. But speaking of, hot. speaking of old people, fucking Jordan Welch that fool looks oh, so old. My god. How did we not address the elephant in the room quicker? <laughs> he is like a fucking teacher. He's like a 45-year-old <laughs> man playing a, a teenager. Okay, did you look up how old he actually is? No. Me either. <laughs> Should I look it up? Yeah, look it up right now, bitch. Okay, I'm really curious. This is investigative journalism at its best right now. He's like, I'm confused. He's like, isn't that their teacher? No, that is their class. <laughs> and he thought, and you know what's crazy is that he thought that the news anchor was a student. She, I'm yeah, like, she looks young. <laughs> she does look young. Okay, Jack Quaid. Yeah, Jack Quaid huh. of Scream Five. Stop. Yeah. Stop right now. Yes. Yeah, no. Five. Yeah. I, I no. I I knew that. I knew that. But he was. Only twenty five. I mean, when he made this movie. Okay, I. He's uh, he's, he's twenty eight now. What? Yeah, he looks about forty eight. Alexandra Ship is older than him. Holy she's twenty nine. She's a month and younger than she me. She looks like she's like fourteen years old. <laughs> I know. Oh, and then uh, Brianna Hildebrand is twenty four. Okay, I don't. I mean, they look they look appropriate. He looks so but old. He, wow. And it's not and it's not like he looks I'm old shocked. and ugly. I'm not saying he looks old and ugly. I'm just saying no, he he's looks handsome. He just looks too old to play a high schooler. In my oh, opinion. by the way, Kevin Durand is the one that plays Lowell. Yes, Kevin Durand. That is He's him. kind of a daddy. Yeah, he's yeah, sure. Oh wait. Never mind. Oh, never mind. Okay. Oh wait, okay, wait. In some pictures, yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Get off the internet, we're <laughs> podcasting. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, I know. I kind of wish. That, I mean, I think obviously for me, I guess I would say Josh Hutcherson is the cutest boy in the movie. But I mean, he's like fine. Really? You know who I thought would have been better for that role? Who? Tyler Posey. Oh, he's yeah, he's sexy. Only fans is Tyler he is. Posey. Did you know he's sexually fluid? 
Yeah, bitch. Of course. I I I, I read. I see it all. Bitch, you don't read. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, I got, I, I, I got my dick sucked. Oh my god! I wonder by who. Me, hopefully not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> the social media thing. One of the things that was super funny to me is when they're being confronted by the sheriff. This is where I was going with the hot sheriff. Yeah. Um, the sh- the sheriff um, is kind of like threatening them. Like he's like, you're not finding out who the killer is you're exciting him like you're making sure. him you're motivating him and um she was like i could be do i get security because he could be following me around and he's like why don't you turn off your location and sadie goes i'd rather die <laughs> <laughs> some of these lines are so good what do you want do you know what my favorite line in the movie is what? I love the part after they talk with um, Toby for the first time, and like Sadie's like pissed, like cause she she's like, you know, and she's like convincing Michaela that they have to murder him. She's like, you know, sometimes to to make an omelet, you have to kill a few ex boyfriends. Plus, he's hella annoying. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite line is like one that comes out right off the bat, and it, and it was one of those moments where it reminded me of us, like something I would say about you. It's when Michaela says, you know how many hand jobs this girl had to give? Like 30. <laughs> <laughs> like 30. Yes. Like 30. <laughs> yeah, the, I think the dialogue is so witty. It's so funny. It's so it's, witty. <laughs> it's, like per, it's like perfect teen comedy. Yeah. Know. Like it's, when no one believes the guy that gets killed in the beginning, uh, he, they think he's a runaway. And um, they're like, why aren't people freaking out? And then Michaela's putting on her lipstick in her locker mirror. And she goes, there's a dangerous killer on the loose, so to speak. And then she's like, applying her lipstick. (laughs) I love after after they kill Big Al. And she's like, she's like, girl, she's like, I have to talk to you about this. Okay. She's like, I got notes, girl. I got notes. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the like, like little things too. Like, you know, that we always notice the little things when they're describing the killer. And she says... And he was old. Not old like you, like Father Time old. He was just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, uh, it's so good. Um, so, I, I do... I mean, this mo- I love this movie, but it's not, like, perfect. So, I do have a few cons, I would say. Uh-oh. Let's get it. into the criticisms, bitch. The criticisms. You know, no movie is without fault. Um, no. I, so, I do think that the plot is a little confusing. I, or like yes. and and specifically having to do with um, the tragedy girl's Twitter page and the committing of the murders and like what like so they're like they're framing a, a serial killer by make by doing the murders and then they film what are they I, I've always sort of been confused they like film I don't something. know why they're filming it but they do have a ghost phone. Like, right. if you notice, one of the things they don't make a big deal about is that they have two phones. And right. I actually didn't notice it until the third viewing. Right. I was like, oh, they have two phones. So, okay, I get it. So, whatever. But I'm like, you know, when they film Toby totally eating shit off of his motorcycle, yeah. and they're like, how'd it look? And it's like, why does it matter? Yeah. I know. Like, what are, they, it, are they what sending are they, this? Yeah, are what, are they do- this? what are they doing with that footage? Like, who are they sending it to? That part is super confusing to me. I'm like... yeah. Why do they film confusing. that? <laughs> because, you know they... what this has the plot of? It's like Scream 4 and Scary Movie 1. Yes. Yeah, okay, so like Scream 4 because they're doing it for the fame, but Scary Movie because there's an existing killer. Oh, and sure. And they keep continuing the kills. 
to you know right. explain right, it right, for right. their own gain at this in this particular instance. Right. Totally. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Scary Movie One, the the intricate, complex plot of Scary Movie One. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Because it took me a while to realize what Scary Movie One was. Like what they're. I'm like, wait, are they the killers or are they not the killers? Yeah. And they, why are they killing? So I, it was almost like to me, it was like it was like that. But this one is a little more clear. Sure. As to uh, why they're doing it, but it's how they're doing it that's confusing. Yeah, and also like the so like and like they wake up all of a sudden like i think the social media thing is kind of put to the wayside and more it, it, it doesn't really have a clear stance on on social media even though it's sort of used throughout the movie like it doesn't really other than that moment where sadie gets called the lone tragedy girl which pisses michaela off like the social media thing like their tragedy girl page doesn't really come into play a lot like i wish it well, you- I wish there no, was a stronger. Doesn't. I wish there was a stronger commentary on this, on the use of the social media, as opposed to it just being they have a Twitter page and then I don't know. I feel yeah. like, well, I feel that, like there could have been a bigger. That point something. that I brought up earlier was something that the director had said, where he was like, you know, it's sort of this thing where, and to me, it was almost like he's basically saying that these girls almost don't realize that they're actually killing people. They're almost looking at it through a lens like through a filter oh, like they're like yeah. this is gonna look great in the autopsy photos right and it's so al- you know it's almost like sure you know what i mean like that's their it's their mentality is all almost like it's their mentality is the social media right and i do think that uh, that it does bring up some interesting things about like the desensitization of youth of today it's where you know everything like if it is like technically like them looking through a lens like they're so it's all fake like like everything in this world is just an opportunity for an instagram picture as opposed to being real life so that's why they like don't feel bad about murdering all these people because it's like oh no it's all it's not real it's just a picture on my phone it's just a video on my phone yeah that's an interesting exactly that's an interesting concept you know i was just thinking about this as you were talking about this i'm like there was a woman who came about the desensitization. Yeah. Um, there was a woman that came into my work the other day and she was, she's scared about the spot, you know, the numbers increasing on COVID sure. cases. And so she um, asked me, she's like, how is it being a younger person and being exposed to this? Is it like, is it different? Because I know your generation is more basically like desensitized. And I was like, honestly, I was like, I, I don't know. It's like, it's like it's we I know it's happening. Right. But it just seems like a post. Like, you know, like a like a news article, like a headline. Right. Without it actually like affecting me, you know? And I don't I'm like, is that desensitization or is it just the fact that so many generations have revealed so much about the destruction of humanity and the dark side yeah. of life totally. that we're almost like now we have the internet at our fingertips, so we're just exposed to everything from a very early age. Right. That it's not that we're desensitized but we're just aware that this is happening and we're like where have you been (laughs) right and yeah and it's like are these like horrible things that we see in the media or you know about politics or you know about things like covid like is it it, we have a problem sort of discerning what is what is serious serious enough to take seriously and what is just a post on my facebook feed or on my instagram feed or on my twitter feed you know and yeah exactly that's why politics are so heated right and also that's why people don't take things like the pandemic seriously 
because they're like, oh, th- I exactly. mean, ugh, this is just something I read about all the time. It's not anything real, but it's like, bitch, yes, this is fucking real. I don't know anyone who's had it. Oh you my know, god, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah of mentality. right, exactly. But it's like once you do, like until like yeah. almost has to like literally punch some people in the face in order exactly. for them to understand like this is real life. And just like in this movie, it's like these girls don't feel like they're doing anything out of the norm. They're just killing people in order to, you know, up their social media game. And, and, you know, like, I don't know. So there it's like, it's like a person out there designing a personality that's not theirs. And another telling part of it is the opposite side where they're, they're like, do you know what her family is going through? Because they're so invested in themselves about, you know, what they have to gain from this. And like, what, how do you think the family's feeling? And they kind of have that moment where they're like pretending to care. Like, We've been in touch with her family, and actually, they asked us to speak at her services. You know, oh, it's yeah. Like, like, oh, okay, it's still about me, and I'm right. kind of showing sympathy because you want me to show sympathy. Right, exactly, and it's all it's all show. It's all just for show. Yeah, um, and it's it's a totally uh, between a conversation between a Gen Zer or a millennial and a baby boomer. Yeah, it's like these are the conversations that we are having where they're telling us things. We're like, oh wow, I don't give a fuck. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so, what do you think about the kills in this movie? I think the kills are actually really good and really creative. They're awesome. They're awesome. Some of them go, you know, a final destination route. Oh, totally. Yeah, like <laughs> and some of them are like her classic. Head sawed in half. Yeah. Oh my god, that's a gr- that's a great. Even though you can totally see her stunt double. I know, yeah. That wig change, sweetie. <laughs> sweetie. <laughs> Didn't you leave the house the first motherfucking night? Yeah. No, that was Cherries. That was Cherries. Oh, yeah. yeah, Cherry. No, was that, yeah, what's that her name? Yeah, did you leave the house the first? Yeah. The first motherfucking night. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, okay, so, but that's a great death scene. And and the presentation in the end, after they chopped up the body. Oh, is yeah. Great gruesome. With their spinning gruesome. And I think that's such, such a cool thing. And I'm so glad that they didn't, um, like, wa- what am I, what's the word? Shy away. Or, yeah, they're like, water oh. it down. Sorry, that's the word. Like, yes. water it down because it's a movie about teen girls. Like, no, they still, exactly. they still went for it. This movie is fucking bloody. It's, you know, they chop some bitches up. They, some, yes. w- one guy gets a, like, a giant, like, barbell, sl- like, smash his head. It, like. Yes. Oh, that, my God. Yes. That's a, that's an awesome effect that they yeah. do. Because it almost looks like one shot. Where it's like he's screaming, and it's like, Tush. like wow! Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, it's, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> that's totally. crazy. That's a crazy ass death scene. Um, the very final destination, you know, I oh, think yeah. they even have one like that. In the yes, third one. I think the third one with with the swords that slices the weights. And, yeah, and like there's actually no finish. Wait, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, it's not the it's not the oh yeah. Doesn't his head get smashed? The swords chop the wire. For oh, the that's what it is. And the yes. weights collapse yes. into his head. Yeah. Um, the throat and then the classic like the throat slit of the oh, teacher yeah. you know oh, yeah. more, more streamlined kills but yeah they're vicious um, I saw Freaky today oh yeah and very reminiscent of these kind of kills like just totally. vicious they just go for it it's great I love that so I really I love when they I love when they don't shy away I think Happy Death Day did that and I don't think those pay off. I think we I, have to see yeah. the blood and the violence. I know. I think. Well, I th- I think because I love the ha- Happy Death Day films. I love both of them. 
But I think that they're like the biggest thing standing away from them from being like really great is the PG-13 rating. And, you know, just Happy Death Day. I don't think had the had the space to um, to really go there. It didn't really she have, didn't have the binocular. She thinks she possesses. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. But um, yeah, and and it's crazy because this is a smaller film. And it is. So, to go there, it's like, wow, they made the most of that budget. They seriously did, yeah. And I think that it really pays off. I think this movie is gory. It's funny. It's smart. Um, and, you know, it's, without, it's aesthetically pleasing. Oh, totally. I mean, it's so us. Like, just, It's so us. It's so but us. You know, one of the shots that I was going to say about Sill's death, the, when the nerdy girl comes in who should have been played by Heather Matarazzo oh my god the four, 45 she, year old Heather Matarazzo <laughs> still playing and high she star. drops the coffee and the and the coffee starts to mix with the blood oh yeah oh uh, what a great what a cool yeah. shot it looks like yeah milk and milk and blood and the director Tyler McIntyre started his career off as an editor so mm. his eye for those transition pieces is totally present. Yeah, totally. No, yeah, the ed- I think yeah, the editing is quick. It's sharp. Um, that so that totally tracks and makes sense. So thanks, Tyler McIntyre. Tyler McIntyre. Taylor. Tyler. Tyler. Twiller. Toilet paper. <laughs> so what's your okay so what's your favorite thing about this film oh gosh the fav- my favorite thing about this film is um i would say the dialogue i think the dialogue is so great so it's witty the best part. so so funny um the girls chemistry is incredible um and i love that the ending is them coming back together and finishing off their plan once and for all i think it it's really satisfying in the end it is you know but you do question yourself you're like should i be rooting for these bitches or <laughs> oh yeah totally and that's the thing you're like it's, confused it's, it's almost like they they villainize the good people like that like the girl like sill she's like she's technically an overachiever and you know whatever she's like annoying technically but she's like not a bad person but and you're like oh my god this girl's annoying I'm, my heroes need you know these two girls these two psychopaths yeah. Like, You're they, like they rooting for them, a, yeah. and they're killing this poor innocent yeah, girl. Yeah, they're like they need to off her when she's technically a good person, and they're obviously <laughs> not. <laughs> they're obviously bad people. <laughs> yeah, so I think this movie—it's almost like a devil's reject shit, where it's like at the end you're like rooting for the killers, and you're like, wait, yes, a you're like, wait a minute, this is not how it should be. This is wrong. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think the best part about this is the tragedy girls. Um, their performances are yeah. s- a stellar. They're amazing. And the dialogue that, and the way they deliver it is so, so perfect. good. Totally, it's so perfect. So they it's do a fun, great it, job. Yeah, it's fun. It's campy. It's everything we love. It's everything we love. And, love this movie. Right, and this movie, I don't think has a big audience. So I, I strongly encourage you if you just listen to all of this and haven't watched the movie, like go watch it. It's on Hulu. Go fucking find it on yeah. Hulu. It's on Hulu you know, forever. You know, I, you know what a lot of people do love is behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon. Okay, this is like that, but female teen and a comedy. Great. I don't know what that but is. That but one, I, I guess, I... was kind of a comedy. It's essentially the same thing. It's like a d- documentary type film. You know, found not found footage, but like it's a, a documentary mo- like a mo- like a mockumentary. 
following a serial killer, a masked serial killer who is stalking a group of friends. And it's his commentary on, that's the girl that I'm, you know, stalking. Sure. These are the people that I'm going to oh, kill. okay. Love that. To get to her. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of that same thing that you love about this movie. Yeah. Um, where you're seeing the behind the scenes of the serial killer. Totally. Great. Yeah, and I'll have to check that one out. Ah. <laughs> you can't. Have- you can if you want to. I know that that I, that be, it has a huge following. So I'm totally. like, if you like that, you'll like, you'll love this. Okay, it's so good. it's much better. Well, good to know. All right, so um, so we already kind of got our final thoughts in. So I say that we have stuck a fucking knife in these tragedy girls. What do you think? Yes, this is the tragedy boys yeah, signing yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know we already just did- trying out our new name. Yeah. <laughs> I know we've already done all of our shameless plugs at the beginning of the episode, so I know I there's mean, nothing to say. There's nothing to except say except for next week is going to be Thanksgiving week. Oh my God, that's tr- holy shit! Time is flying. Yes. So happy, yes. happy turkey day. <laughs> yes, happy happy turkey. Yes. Um, so I mean that's already a clue right there what it is we're going to be doing. So I know, if and you, if you don't know, if you don't know the reference, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're hopeless. Turns us off right now. We'll do a guess the episode again, but I'm sure, I'm I sh- mean, uh, hello. this is all over our feed. I, and I'm sure, I, I'm excited because I want to see if any other podcast is going to do this film I for mean, this th- time of year. To me, I'm like, this is ob- the obvious choice. Like, we didn't, like, we, <laughs> we've been like, how do I explain this? We've been picking our episodes <laughs> through an app on my phone with that's like like a spinning wheel and we're like okay let's spin the wheel and then we that chooses our episode for us except for yeah. like there's a few that we're like wait a minute no like this we week have to we do have this. to do this week so i mean I'm, oh you know what you know what actually when this comes out tragedy girls after tragedy girls we only have four episodes left for the year wow. and all of them were specifically picked for the days that they come out yeah that's true so yeah so we, there is no random cho- choices from now on that's very true yeah so this map there is no that was horrible <laughs> well just just let you know the rest of our season is mapped out and we are we do have a season technically and we are um ending it after these four episodes and then who knows when we're coming back for season two never maybe i know <laughs> yeah right you can't the we, series finale we're just getting going bitch like season i know season two is always better season two is always better so much better <laughs> <laughs> hello much better <laughs> i know i i'm so i'm excited to continue this journey i think this is just the beginning oh, totally. we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna be and if I, I, look and i say another year we're gonna be looking back at this and like we did this episode when we only had 400 followers ah! <laughs> that's true that's right because we're gonna be big shit just wait just stick with us just stick with us i promise one day we're gonna um be somebody if you yeah. wanna be somebody if you want do you know what that is no you don't know sister uh, act two no i've never seen it i just saw sister act one for the first time during quarantine oh. <laughs> bitch i am gagged i cannot bitch, believe it i'm not what? kidding you've never yes. seen sister act two and you no, just saw I barely sister act- yes 
bitch. I know. I'm ashamed. Well, next Andre, n- next Andre month on Here the Talking Queers, we are going to be doing Sister Act. <laughs> <laughs> we, I cannot believe that. That's crazy. And everybody, if you've listened to last week's episode, this is this shit I'm talking about, Jake. Yes. <laughs> Remember when we were talking about like, you yes. never see Sister Act? Uh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> never. Okay. I know. I'm such a fucking cliche of myself. No, um, I love it. It's, it's <laughs> you. But, but that is shocking to me, I would say. Like, Sister Act. No, it is. This is something that should be in my oh. uh, Rolodex of, you know, favorite films. Ab- absolutely, because, yeah, I, anyway, anyway. Andre said the same thing. He's like, you've never seen Sister Act? And then you just press play. And yeah, that's good, how I ended up watching good. it. Andre knows what's up. And now you got to get on Sister Act 2. Like, tonight. I, like I tonight. love some Whoopi. Whoopi, Lauren Hill. Like, what? What a, what a combo. Oh, that's right. She is in that. She is in that. Jennifer Love Huge Tits is in it. Oh my god. She plays a nun? No. Yeah. No, she <laughs> she plays a high school student. There's so many yeah, there's it's it's great. You know, um, Andre said that the Lovey Simone from the Craft Legacy, he was like, She looks like Lauren Hill. She does. She absolutely She does, right? Totally. She does. Yeah. Maybe she's anyway. al- maybe she's always oh. late too, like Lauren Hill. <laughs> Isn't that like a crazy? Okay. That's like a weird thing. Anyway, sorry. No, sorry. You know what I was gonna say? What? I was gonna ask you a dumb question. What? I was gonna say what? What man? Because you said that Josh Hutcherson was like you know the hottest guy in the movie. Yeah. But which of the male characters do you think has the biggest ding dong? We should uh, start. We should start. Doing, I would say a closing question. I would say <laughs> that's actually funny. Um, I would say Lowell. Yeah, he, he looks like he would have nice has, round balls. He has big dick energy for sure. He does, and big balls. He's like tall. Big, he has like tall, dick. big balls. Yeah, I'm just thinking about though his ball sack for some reason. I think it's huge, uh, big bull balls. I hate that word sack. It's my least favorite word. I in didn't the world. even use that word. You said ball sack. That's. <laughs> no, I didn't. You Did said I? you literally said I'm thinking about his ball sack. You don't. Re- you don't remember what you just said? No. <laughs> Bitch, I told you I was stoned. Oh my god. Okay, um, well, um, we'll leave, yes. we'll leave these listeners thinking about Lowell's ball sack. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sign us off, bitch. Take uh, us away. All right, sweet screams, bitch. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.